Shalom to everyone. This week's parsha is uh, Parshat Lech Lecha. And as we all know, it starts off saying Lech Lecha, Meotzecha. Avraham Avinu was asked to leave Haran where he was living. And doesn't even say to where. HaKadosh Baruch didn't tell him where. He was mitzavim to go. To the place I will show you. And indeed, this Nisayon that HaKadosh Baruch was testing Avraham is one of the top ten Nisiyonis that Avram was given from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as it's brought down in Pirkei Avris, Perekei Mishnah Gimel, Asara Nisiyonot Nitnasa Avraham, Avinu Alav HaShalom, Ve'amad Bikulam. Ve'odiya, Kama Chibato Shel Avram Avinu Alav HaShalom. There were ten Nisiyonot that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave Avram, and he passed all of them, and it shows how much Hashem loved him. I'll call upon him, if you look over there, the Mepharshim explain, that out of these ten, three of them are... Uh, this week's parsha, Lech Lecha Meotzecha. Another one is the Bris Mila he had to do, and another one is uh, the last one actually is the Akeda Sitzchak that he was sac- he was he passed the test of sacrificing his only son Yitzchak. The sh- the the question I want to raise that's brought down I heard B'shem Reb Yaakov Kaminetsky is Lichoyra. How can you consider these three such big nisyonis? If HaKadosh Baruch Hu came to us, it almost doesn't matter what he says, but if he would tell us, please sacrifice your son, your only son, please do a bris, an act of a bris milah for me, please, I would like you to leave where you're living. As hard as those t- acts might be, it's so obvious that if we knew HaKadosh Baruch Hu told us that, that we would do it. So what is the psh, big misyonis? In order to answer this question, I would like to share with you a, a Gemara in Brachos that says the following. It says that Chizkiyahu was, was the king at the time and he was, a, he was really sick. He was about to die. So Yeshayahu the Navi came to him to visit him and then he says to him I want to tell you something. I'm the Navi and I'm telling you that Kishboch told me to tell you Kimet Ata Velotichye you are going to die and you're not going to live. Ask the Gemara, what does that mean? My mess atav Obviously, if you're going to die, you're not going to live. Why, do, why, why say this duplicate Lashon? The Gemara answers, I'll tell you why. Not only are you going to die in this world, Answers back, What? Such a bad punishment? My kule hai? What did I do to deserve such a big punishment? You didn't do the mitzvah of Puvu. How come, how come you didn't do the mitzvah of Puvu? To reproduce that mitzvah, why not? I'm answered back, I'll tell you why. Because as you know, I have Ruach HaKodesh. And I realized that what was, if I did this mitzvah, what would come out of me in later generation... Sorry, I would see that the not later the, the, the what would come out of this mitzvah is I thought is going to be a son that will be doing only chilul Hashem. So I just so so that's why I'm refraining from doing this mitzvah. You know, Amali Shayao and Avi answers him back. You are not allowed to do cheshboinus. 
If you know, don't start doing calculations, should I do, should I not do, but look what's going to come out. That's not your responsibility. HaKadosh Baruch you to do something, commands you to do something, you have to do something without any chishbonot. Now, and therefore it's so bad, that he gets also misal ba'olam abba, karet, karet, which means you're disconnected from oilam abba. Why? The idea behind here says, Reb Chaim Shmulevitz, he says, I'll tell you what the idea. The idea here is the second you do cheshbonus and you just don't just put your head down and accept what HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells you to do, it is showing that you're not willing to be a slave to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Yeah? You're, right now, you're mevatel. You're mevatel the idea that you're an Eved Hashem. And that's uh, a, a huge oinish is deservable for such an act. I'll call with this we can answer also the Akedas, the, the Nisayan of the Akedah, and the Nisayan of uh, the sacrificing of his son Yitzchak, and, and the other two as well that we mentioned, the Brismillah, and the, our, this week's Parsha, Lech Lecha. Why? Let's go one by one. Don't forget, I'm taking back in history, Avram Avinu was the first to inquire and realize that Akadosh Puchu runs the world. And at the beginning, he was a big outcast. But slowly but surely, people realized he was saying Emes, and he was able to be Mashpia and affect many, many people. So, keeping that in mind, Avram Avinu tells himself, HaKadosh Baruch wants me to leave Lech Lecha Merzicha. How can I leave this place? I have so many followers. Who knows where they're going to end up if I won't be here to support them? I'm the God of Ador. I'm the one the, that, that's helping them grow. If I won't be here, how can that really be what a Karish wants? Meaning, there was always an opening here for a calculation, for a cheshbon of Avram Avinu to say, wait a second, I know a Karish just told me to leave, but maybe this is really, this is Gufa the test, that he's trying to test me. Even though he said like this, but it can't be really meant that, because that's doing against his will, because obviously he would want me to stay here. Avraham Avinu says no. He passes the test and says, you know what? I'm not doing any cheshbon. I'm going. Yeah? Let's go vital. The next example. The next example is the Bris Milo. Bris Milo, again, he has so many followers at this point. He's going to do such an act of damaging himself. People are going to think this guy is crazy. He's, he's, we're not following this guy. Obviously, he's not 100%. Uh, we're not going to follow him. And Avraham Avinu says, no, I'm not going to let that idea go into my head because HaKadosh Baruch Hu's mitzvah me to do a bris milah. Now, let's go vital to the Akedah Sitzchak. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells him, I want you to take the only son you have and to come to sacrifice him to me. Now, over here, there are many cheshponis Avraham Avinu could do. First of all, he could say, wait a second, HaKadosh Baruch Hu promised me that the Jewish people will come for me. My only son that I got at the age of 99 is Yitzchak. And now he wants, oh, at 100, he, and now he wants to take him away from me? How can it be? How could he meet what he promised me? For sure he doesn't really want me to go. The other thing is, what? People are going to think I'm killing, what kind of an act is this? Killing your own son? How can it be? And third Nekuda, people are going to think 
that I'm sacrificing my, my, my son to some god out there because that's what they did. And it's an Isra Torah to do that. It's us to do that. So, Lamoilech it's called. So, how, how, how can I do that? People are going to learn to do it. Kampi HaKadosh really means that. And indeed, this is what the Satan tried to convince him. If you're interested, I, in, I look in the Gemara in Sanhedrin, it explains exactly what uh, Satan tells him. Reb Shmulevitz explains how he brings down each of these Tainas. And at the end of the day, what does Avraham Avinu says? Ani betumi elech. I'm going in a naive way. I totally blindly trust the Kaddish Bukhu. And therefore, he passed the test. Now, this idea, I want to show you that it comes up over and over again. The Gemara says, it says the following. The Gemara in Yuma, Kaf Beisa Mudbeis. Kaf Beisa Mudbeis, it says like this. Amar Avuna. Yeah, it basically says, in short, that Shaul did one sin, and that sin was so bad that, as a result of that sin, it removed the kingship from him. Shaul be'achat ve'altalo. David, on the other hand, did two sins, ve'lo altalo. And both those two sins, he was able to do chuvan, and it didn't take away his kingship from him. So the question is, first of all, why is Shaul a melech? Why is it being brought down that he did one sin? I think we discussed this in a, in a previous uh, time that Shalom Elch did two sins. Once he didn't wait for Kaddish Buchu. Kaddish Buchu said through Shmuel, Shmuel and Navi told Shaul, wait for me till I come back and then sacrifice. But Shaul did a cheshben and he said, no. Wait, it can't be. Well, I want to sacrifice to Kaddish Buchu. For sure he wants me to sacrifice already. So he did a cheshben and he sacrificed to Kaddish Buchu. That's one sin. And there's another sin that he didn't kill all of Amalek. He, he, he kept him alive and the, the king of Amalek and he did some cheshbon also over there. So the question is, A, question number one, why didn't the Gemara bring both of those sins that Shaul did? Why is it only calling it one? And number two, what's the difference? Why did really Shaul lose the kingship over it and, and he couldn't do tshuva and, and, and David was able to? So the answer to that is again this idea that we're bringing here. Because Shaul, his sin was so big, he can't continue to be a king. It was a fault, it was a, a problem in his Eved Hashem. What are you doing, Cheshboinus? HaKadosh Baruch Hu told you to do like this. You can look in the Gemara and see his Cheshboinus, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. What are you doing, Cheshbon, that this is better for Hashem? Don't do Cheshboinus what's better for Hashem. You have to do what's better for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Whereas David Amelech, he did a sin here, did a sin there, but it wasn't a sin that was mamash against him being an Eved Hashem. So it wasn't something very rooted. As well, perhaps we can understand deeper the idea of Purim. On Purim, the million dollar question is, how can it be that Chayav, it says in the Gemara, Chayav inish libusu, libusu a person needs to be involved in drinking, to a point on Purim that he won't know the difference between Ahu Haman and Baruch Mordechai. And that's brought down Mamish in the Halacha, it's also in the Megillah, Daf Zainamud Beis, and it's brought down to the Halacha, Shulach Hanoch, Orchaim, Simantafrish, Tzadi Hei. Yeah? And the Shlach Kaddush says how, 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 what a high level a person can reach Purim, and he brings down B'Shem Ari, a very famous vote that it says Yom Kippur, and Yom Kippur one would think is the holiest day of the year. But why is it called Yom Kippur? It 
ke, when something is like something, it, it seems like in the word kipul, it's kepul. It's like another holiday called Purim. When something is like something else, that something else, Lichor, is on a higher level. And that's his jasha. Now, Rizal says that kepulim, yeah, Yom Kippur is a very, very holy um, holiday. However, Purim has an element that's even higher than Yom Kippur. How can it be? What is that idea? And we know that it's revol- it has to revolve around this idea of drinking. So what can it be? Answers of Chaim Shemulevi, it's, it's our idea. Because on Purim, we show HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we're totally disconnecting ourselves from our brain in the sense that we're not going to use our brain that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us to do Cheshboinus. What does Hashem really want me to do? No. HaKadosh Baruch Hu told me that we're celebrating the idea that that there was a Baruch Mordechai and an Aruhaman or Mechabel that we accept that because HaKadosh Baruch Hu told us that and not for any other reason yeah and that's exactly also it fits in beautifully not because it will, we understand it and it makes a lot of sense and we can come to that conclusion on own and we're using our brain to get to that conclusion no just like Pnei Soil said we're going to do and then we're going to understand but first we're going to do we're going to do it in a naive way no matter what because we know HaKadosh Baruch we trust you and whatever you say we're going to do and it fits perfectly with the golden language of the Rambam that it's, he says these words, Shekebelotam mipnei shetziva bain hakadosh buchu v'torah v'lo mipnei hechre hadat. Not because your das, your brain power tells you, yeah, this is the right thing. Hakadosh buchu tziva, and that's what we're doing, and that's a real eved. That's a real eved, and that's the idea of of pulim and why it's such a high level because we're really showing this idea. Of course. Uh, we shouldn't get confused. We're supposed to be oivin Hashem with our brains and our hearts. That's why we have tefillin, connected the brain and connected the heart. One is we we are oivin Hashem with emotion and also with our brain power. But we shouldn't use that power to try to realize should we do it or not. Is this really what Hakadosh Baruch Hu wants? When we when it's black and white, what we should be doing? I'll just give a couple more examples. Uh, how this idea answers other questions we have, and you see it throughout everywhere that it's, it's, it's mamish goes very well. This is also the the chet 